Hello and welcome to the Haiku P podcast. A special one this week. Our community of poets are writing on the subject of music. And what a super selection we have. Some from poets we've met before, and happily some new poets are joining us today. A welcome to you all, and a huge thank you to all of you. Truly, this podcast would be nothing without you. Before I continue, let me say congrats to some friends of the podcast who've written some lovely pieces and have their haiku on placards around the Washington DC Golden Triangle. Congrats to Hifsa Ashraf, Professor R.K. Singh, Dr. Tim Gardner, Lucky Triana and Alan Summers. Sorry if I've missed someone. Let me know if I have. If you live nearby, go and have a read, perhaps take photos and tag me on Instagram at plogic. Normally, I take you on a circular trip of the world for these special podcasts. But today, let's go with the flow and see where it takes us. And we'll start with a few haiku that I've read from other publications. This one by D.L. Matilla from the Haiku Foundation's Haiku Music Challenge. Spring Breeze, the orchestration of wildflowers. And this one by Marilyn Potter, a Betty Drevniok Award Honourable Mention in 2010, which comes from The Touch of a Moth, the 35th Annual Haiku Canada Members Anthology. Spring Evening, playing my piano for all the street to hear. And now on to haiku which are being published here for the first time. We'll begin with a new poet, M. Shane Pruitt writing for us from Oregon. Indeed, he asks if any of you live in the Salem area, he'd love to connect. He's new to this area and looking for his tribe. If you are his tribe, let me know and I'll put you in touch. And in case you think there's a typo when you read the notes, no, I've written his name properly. When he submits poetry, his name is all lowercase. He made me smile when he told me, I was told only proper nouns are capitalised, and I really try not to be too proper. A man after my own heart. Shane is a biologist working at the Oregon State University, where he studies bird demography, chiefly that of owls. His job is mostly analytical at the moment, but he does love to get out and about in the countryside. He's been writing since high school, but started writing haiku around ten years ago, getting more serious about it three years or so ago. He suggested something I thought all of us could try if we're not already doing it, of course. He has developed a database where he can enter his poems and connect submissions and publications for each, as well as search for poems on a specific keyword. Well now, I couldn't develop a database, but I have created a spreadsheet which has certainly helped. Now let's hear from him. A yellow leaf spins in the current, dancing alone. Dad's guitar minus his voice out of tune. Up next from the UK is Mark Gilbert. I'm delighted that Mark regularly writes for us. And often he sends me emails that make me rethink or reanalyse my thoughts and processes. Thanks, Mark. Now here's his work. Piano concert, the glitter of her cocktail dress. 
counterpoint, allowing the words to just fall into place. A shared glance, a nod, and the music starts. And one last one that I hope I can read without giggling. Let's see. List. All those things I will never do. Off to the other side of the world to New Zealand next to hear from another regular, Isabel Caves. After the rain, the brambles glisten with wren song. Piano lesson. She only hears the wrong notes. Catherine E. Winnick from the UK was also thinking of the power of notes when she wrote this for us. Strings and notes echoing through the halls of my mind's eye. And for another viewpoint of strings, Ernesto P. Santiago from Greece gives us this in his first haiku. Sweet rain, becoming harder to ignore the broken guitar. I sort of know how he feels. My eldest son has left little mementos of himself in the shape of guitars in odd corners of the house. I'd give them back, but to be honest, it's nice to catch glimpses of them from time to time. Now we're off to a concert with Ernesto. He doesn't say the type of music he's going to hear, but that's part of the beauty of haiku, isn't it? We can interpret it to suit our own ideas. Concert Rush. I am filled with fireflies. Next, we welcome another poet, our first from Ireland, I think, unless, of course, you include me, but that's a bit of a stretch. Here is Maeve O'Sullivan from Dublin. Maeve is a tutor of journalism, English and creative writing in a college of further education. Now, she has many hobbies, but some, singing and playing the guitar, going to gigs, movies and theatre shows, should be ideal inspiration for today, and, of course, the podcast in April on film. She's had four collections of poetry published, but as yet she has no website. She can be found on Twitter. I'll add the details in the show notes. Her latest book, Elsewhere, a collection of long and short-form poetry, plus a few haibun, is available from Alba Publishing, Amazon, or directly from her. Now we know a little bit about Maeve, Let's hear her words. Jazz improv. The black hammers of the grand piano. Hug on the street. The bagpipes notes. Mellifluous. Patrick Stevens, a US expat in France, and I, emailed back and forth about this next one. He's written it in French and in English but I decided only to read it in English as I wouldn't inflict my French on you. It's far too rusty. The French will be in the show notes. He says of this haiku, I see haiku a little like a film. The first line, or scene, introduces the characters and teases the plot. The second, exposition, telling more of the plot but not all of it. The third is the resolution, bringing it all together in a surprise ending. Each object or line is independent and yet somehow linked. 
Only the last unites all three to create the real image of the poem. What do you think? Have a listen. Three days in the can, playing saxo on the street. Everybody's a critique. And with his next poem, Patrick engages us by using the Sabi aesthetic. Can you feel the heaviness of heart? The worn trumpet case sitting by his empty chair. Songs not forgotten. Now for the next wee while we're popping over to the US, starting with Norm Kecky. Do you remember I told you that Norm is very passionate about his music? I think we'll hear that in the pieces he he's written for us today. Like a puppet dance, fingertips on a fretboard. Strings. Child singing off key cuts through glass. Sharp. And then, for a change of mood, this next poem. Wistful melody. Tears come, but I don't know why. Your beautiful smile. I'd like to welcome Dan Burt from Alabama to the podcast next. Although I feel like we should have heard from him before now, this is actually his first time. He's part of our growing number of IT specialists in the community. He's become interested in learning Japanese. And perhaps, Dan, you could check out Maniko Takahashi's Instagram and Facebook pages. She teaches Japanese to English speakers. Dan has some recommended reading for us. The Haiku Apprentice, Memoirs of Writing Poetry in Japan by Abigail Friedman. A book which he said inspired him to start writing haiku. I shall hunt it down and give it a read. Thanks, Dan. I was very envious of the first of his haiku today. I've been trying to write one on the same subject, but with no success. Dan's poem is quite charming. Forest Drum Circle. A new member joins in. Woodpecker. His next one is quite different in style. Zumba class. Muffin tops jiggle to the beat. Can't you just see that in your mind's eye? Staying in Alabama, we're visiting with Ricky Rivers Jr. Transporting vocalist. Seducing symphony. Satisfied listener. Did you enjoy the use of alliteration, the S, in this piece of work, especially in line two? I was thinking as I read it, I could really read this in the erotic haiku feature. Deadline, 10th of June. Music, shifting hearts, moving bodies, raising dead. I was telling Ricky that this piece represented me in the kitchen when I'm supposed to be cooking. I stick the iPod on and dance my way through dinner preparation. Seriously, I love the movement in this piece of work. Don't you? We're moving on to New York for the next work, to hear from Joan Barrett. Eardrums pummeled, breath smacked, Bach in the car wash. Joan, Bach is one of my favourite composers. I shall give him a try next time. See if it calms me down in the car wash. The doctor hums while he cleans my ears. 
Joan often writes with a delicious sense of humour. She's got a talent in that respect that I can only aspire to. And now for a more personal monoku from Joan. Yada yada, jing jing jing, banjo. This poem refers to her father. Unfortunately, Joan was only a teenager when he died and remembers him playing yada on the banjo, sitting on a chair in the dining room. Music is often an aid to remind us of loved ones. For me, Jim Reeves cuts into my heart and reminds me of my father. What about you? In the last podcast, we met with Andy Sire. Here he is again with his take on our music theme. A late summer rain splashing its final concert in glistened greenness. Again, don't you think the alliteration adds a certain something to the haiku? Andy is a traditionalist. He can hear the rhythm in the 575 format. I read this one last time, but I think it fits beautifully to this week's theme, so bears repeating. Precise and direct, in the rhythms of haiku, my thoughts are expressed. Dick Bailey, also from the US, has written two pieces with a personal meaning to him. Mighty Wurlitzer, reviving classic movies, a breath of fresh air. Apparently, the Fargo Theatre in Fargo, North Dakota, where Dick's wife was executive director, has a wonderful theatre organ. I have to admit that I've never been up close and personal with a Wurlitzer, but I imagine it's quite a treat, not only for the ears, but also the eyes. Bow engaging string, ruby-throated cello bird touching memory. I often associate the cello with mellowness and sadness, but Dick has reminded me I should reassess my reasoning and perhaps take the view that the cello creates music which is lush, beautiful and thought-provoking. Now we're off to Canada, where Gregory Finn has written this. Junior high school dance. I ask her to dance and she... Laughing, walks away. Oh, tragic. He says, Years later, the girl in the haiku and I worked together and became friends. She doesn't like the poem. I'm really not surprised. It does show how potentially cruel teenagers can be. Miniko Takahashi has written two verses with contrasting rhythms. Take a listen. Marimba, the rhythm of modern music tapping my brain endlessly. This brings all sorts of things to mind. The annoying popular song that worms its way into your consciousness and then won't go away. Or listening to the thumping music from somebody else's headphones. Or even worse, there seems to be a fashion over here for people playing music on their phones without using their headphones. Why do they think this is acceptable? Do you know, I'd better stop now, because I could rant on this topic for ages. And to calm me down, a lovely tranquil piece from Miniko. Flowing river water, as background music, a couple walk on. Now we're off to Scotland, 
to visit with Robert Horobin. One string left on his broken guitar. Some notes in the tin. For me, at least, this is a verse with sadness and hope. I wonder what he'd spend the notes on. Judith Hollis is another one of our linguists, and she wrote the following haiku for us. False dawn, a creek bed fills with wren chortle. Fantastic use of the synesthesia technique there. Early Alzheimer's, northern lights beams dancing, out of tune. This one gave me pause for thought. Such a variation, the sadness and fear of the onset of Alzheimer's, contrasting with the beauty of the northern lights, and then another change. A change not just in the mood, but in the use of the phrase normally associated with singing rather than dancing. Today I'll end the podcast with one by me. Not because it has any particular merit, but because I got to this stage and realised I hadn't contributed. Ideally, I wanted to express my love of Spanish guitar, and in particular a work by Piazzolla, Libertango, which has me twirling around the kitchen. Or perhaps how the taste of a proper mug of builder's brew tea takes me home to the boglands of Ireland. What's that got to do with music? Well, it would have been inspired by a song by Morrissey, Come Back to Camden, had I finished it. Sadly, these are still a work in progress. I give you instead a haiku, which I suppose reveals how my neighbours probably felt when we bought one of the kids a full drum kit. Summer thunder. A drum school opens on my stomping ground. Once again, I thank you all for your contributions. I've really enjoyed the diversity of your writing and the way you've interpreted the theme. And thank you so much for listening today and to your continuous support of my efforts to learn about haiku and spread the joy I'm taking from it. In the next podcast, due out on the 8th of April, I'll bring you up to date with the renku we're writing and introduce a new poet to the community. I'm looking forward to it. You've written some fabulous verses. And the next theme is film, deadline 15th of April. I'm looking forward to hearing from you on that topic, if you've not, of course, already sent me something. As usual, there'll be links in the show notes on the Poetry P website. If something's missing, you know the drill, email me and I'll sort it out. Take care, and most importantly of all, keep writing. Keep writing.